Hey, hey, welcome back. Thank you for tuning back into Fork and Socket. I am your podcast daddy, Chester Franklin. And uh, this week, I want to share another story with you. Uh, it has to do with three horn dogs. Myself and two of my friends. Uh, I'm going to call them Lewis and Clark for legal purposes. And I think it's fair. You know, we kind of went on an adventure this day. And um, I was about, this is the early 2000s, so I was maybe 15, 16 at the time. So Lewis and Clark, both of them, they were probably about 14. And, um, you know, we are just three horn dogs. I mean, I, I think I was hornier than most. I mean, you know, I'd probably bust down in the middle of a Safeway and, and stick my dick in a jelly donut if it looked at me wrong. Or I might, you know, if I, if I think you're... Or, or away on vacation, I might, you know, fuck your, your front water hose. You know, you'll come back home and try to water your grass and see that your hose sprung a leak. That's just how I used to get down. And um, it's not anything to be proud of, but it is a part of my life story. So I'm not ashamed. So let's get into the episode um, and into the story. Uh, one day, one morning, it was a summer morning. And Lewis and Clark um, contacted me. Clark came to my house, and we called Lewis about uh, matching some weed. So each of us had enough for a blunt, and so that was three people, three blunts. And so um, Clark and I, we left my house, and we went to head over to the local beach across town uh, to meet up with Lewis. We were just going to smoke at the beach, hang out, you know, get some fresh air. Well, we meet up at the beach, and uh, at the entrance of the beach, there's a porta potty to the right-hand side. And so we walk in, and there's a woman um, bent over behind this porta potty, and not bent over like taking a shit, but you know, ass up in the air, bent down like she was doing something to the dirt, you know, behind the porta potty. So we're, you know. Young men were kind of looking like, oh, you know, she kind of got a nice ass. Uh, wonder, and then I, I remember saying, I wonder what her face looks like. Well, Clark, he was kind of, he would act kind of goofy. And um, he was the only one brave enough to say anything. So he goes, hi. Well, the lady, she, she stands up and turns around and lifts up her sunglasses. And, uh, oof. You know, you could tell, like, we could all tell that life just was not going well for her, you know. Life was not friendly with her. She wasn't friends with life. She was more of, like, life's booty call. So we continue walking maybe 75 yards, maybe 100 yards away to the little area where there's sand. And there was a big log there, so we sit down. We kind of start rolling up our weed, each of us. And she comes wandering over to us, asking if we've seen um, any gloves over here. Like, gloves? No, you know. And she had a half, half, um, half empty fifth of salsa tequila in her hand. We're like, no, you know, we haven't seen any gloves, sorry. And then, you know, so she inquires, is that weed? Are you guys 
smoking weed. You know, I have some weed. So I'm like, okay. You know, we're like, well, go get it. Yeah, come on, come hang out, come smoke with us. So she comes back over, you know, and she gives us a big nugget of weed. So we put ours away and just roll up all of hers. Hers, She brought enough to to roll up all of our blunts plus some. And um, she sits down with us, introduces herself. Uh, I'm not going to protect her name because, to be honest, I don't even know what happened to her. I don't even know if it was her real name to begin with. But her name was Debbie. So she sits down kind of in front of us in the sand while we're all kind of, you know, sitting on the log, rolling up the weed. And she gets in this story about her family and all this drama, right? This woman, she said she was 36, but she looked like she could be closer to 40. Um, Talking about her son in the Marines and this and that, you know, all the family drama. And um, so we're just kind of smoking. And then out of nowhere, she kind of like leans forward and starts rubbing on Lewis's like shin, we're wearing basketball shorts, you know, hot summer day. And she starts rubbing on his shin. So right away, my spidey, my spidey senses started tingling. I'm like, okay. This has never happened before, but I know what it can be. So let's just wait this thing out. Let's keep smoking. Keep her talking. You know? And so, you know, she, she ends up inviting us back over to that porta potty area we smoke and stuff she's like you know can you do can you guys do me a favor and behind the porta potty she had along with a shovel and a partially dug hole um she had a box it was a box with a lid it wasn't really like a cardboard box but it was like a box with a lid and she said she had a dead cat in there she said that we should bury that box for her. She said, bury her dead cat behind that porta potty. And she has something for us on the other side of the cliff. So there's a sandy area and then there's a cliff. And if you look over the cliff, there's a smaller, but another sandy area that you can walk down to. So it's like a second beach. So, um, we agree. And so, we start burying this box. To this day, I really don't know if there was a cat in there. We we didn't look. I don't know why we wouldn't look. You know, I, I personally just didn't want to see a dead cat. But when an alcoholic tweaker is telling you to bury a box behind a porta potty at a beach, it should raise some red flags, but for some reason it didn't. You know, we were thinking with the wrong brain, I believe. I'll speak for them, since they're not here to tell it. So, we start, we, um, it's really hot. You know, we start getting thirsty while we're digging in this hard dirt. So um, there was a local pervert guy. Um, his name was Greg. And he liked to hang out with, you know, teenagers and, and, and younger kids. He never tried to touch us, but he was always willing to help if we called on him. So he came and brought us some nice big waters and um, down to the beach. And then he left like a delivery service. This is way before Uber Eats, but it was similar to that. And um, he brought us some waters and we buried that box. 
So what happens next is uh, myself, um, Lewis and Clark, we start walking to the cliff. Towards the cliff, you know, she said to meet her on the other side of the cliff. So what, what she got over there, you know, what's going on? We did this for her. What she got for us? What's going on here? Um, I figured probably more weed or something, maybe a little bit, you know, maybe she's going to share some alcohol with us or something. And so we peek over the cliff. And when we look over the cliff, Debbie is laying butt naked on a towel, face up. All you see is tits and cat. Now, she had an ugly face, but a, a very nice body, I must say. At least that's how I remember it or choose to remember it. So we kind of rush down like like a gu- I don't know if you ever watched the the Animal Planet and how iguanas how they kind of like run over rocks and stuff like that. Me, me, Lewis and Clark, we got down to that other end of that cliff so so damn quick. We got down there and we met Debbie. Hey, what's up, Debbie? Your panties were already off and everything. You know me, I like to investigate things a little bit further, so I kind of. While she was talking to them, I kind of looked over at the panties she took off to make sure there's no dirty spots or nothing. And they look clean to me, so I was like, all right, we got some action. She had some some lotion, and all three of us were kind of sitting there rubbing her down with the lotion. And she told us that she was ready. So we kind of did a huddle. We're like, you know, it was like a football team. Like, okay, give us a second. We walk over and kind of huddle. You know, I'm Tom Brady. So I'm going to tell them what to do. Because, look, I'm not fucking a tweaker by myself. So what? So you can go back and tell all the other neighborhood kids what I did. So it was decided. And I think we probably did something like rock, paper, scissors or some shit. And, um, you know, Clark ended up going first. We peek around. All we see is him in a tall tee. Those were popular back then, wearing tall tees. We all had tall tees on. And you see him doing it doggy style. Uh, and just some, some fat little stumpy thighs in the sand. And he's he's going for it. You know, he ran it down the center. You know, if I'm Tom Brady, he's... Uh, I don't know if Patriots running back is Gronkowski one. I think he's a tight end. I don't know. But who cares? It doesn't matter. So then it's up to me and Lewis decide who's going to go next. So I tell Lewis, man, you go. I'll go third. Which is a real interesting move because most people don't want sloppy seconds, let alone sloppy thirds. Like, you know, you should be the one like, no, I'm going first. You guys can go after me. But I don't think like that. I was still thinking that we're all into this together. So. I know I'm going to go, but I just want to make sure you guys go first. So Lewis goes next. And I mean, each of them only lasted, you know, maybe two, three minutes, right? I was just like, man, rookies, you know, even though I didn't have very much experience myself at that age, but I was confident, confident like a motherfucker. I could stare at a brick wall and, and, and think that it's going to crumble. I was that, that confident mentally. At that time. So. Pretty much. um, I ended up going third. 
And by the time I got there, you know, she had condoms ready for us and all that. So, I, you know, I go take my turn and I go to slide it in and I don't feel a damn thing. I had to like look down like, am, am I in here? Like, what the? This is weird. This isn't what I pictured it being, you know, like I, I couldn't feel a damn thing. I'll cut through all the rest of the dirty details, but she worked it. I, I didn't last much longer than Lewis and Clark. And we all, we all went back to Debbie's van. It was a big orange tweaker van. And we went back there and we hung out with her a little bit more and we're smoking some weed with her. And we brought the shovel back in and kind of relaxing, you know, and she was kind of enticing us to kind of go more rounds. And so she had a bunch of condoms. She was like a, um, a planned parenthood on wheels. She had, I don't know, like a hundred condoms, like everywhere. It was either weed or condoms. That's all she, all she kept on her. I didn't even see a pair of clothes in the van. It was just her condoms and weed. <laughs> so, you know, we just kept talking and, and she kind of took, started taking this tone. She's like, oh, people would, would say I'm wrong for what I did to you boys. People would people would say that I'm wrong in all this, right? So I'm not thinking of like child molestation. You know, I think it's, if you're a woman, I don't think, I think it's very hard for you to molest a boy because a boy has to be into it to get up, right? A man can molest a boy, but you know, I wasn't thinking of it in that terms because I, I was just happy that I, you know, I got me some from an older woman and nobody else except me, Lewis and Clark, we're the only ones that knew what she looked like. We can make up any damn story when we go tell people. Because you know we did. And so... I started kind of getting nervous. So I started looking at the shovel. And I know I wore a condom and everything, but... I thought she was like... You know, one of those... Um, what's her? Eileen Warnos, that lady serial killer that like just killed hella people by spreading um, HIV and stuff. So... I started looking at that shovel and I told myself, if she says that she gave us something, I'm about to beat this bitch in the head with a shovel. Well, no, I forget what she, what her excuse was, but it wasn't anything with STD. So I was kind of relieved. Um, but you know, I felt like we overstayed our welcome and I just told Debbie, I was like, oh my, you know, I stole some weed from her. I found a bag of weed that she was looking for. I'm like, yeah, we'll help you find it. I found it. I, I stole her weed. It was about an eighth. And um, that's when I made the excuse that my dad's calling. And so, you know, I, I never seen her since. We left. Um, and I never seen her again. Clark, now, he went to the neighborhood and he brought like five more people with him. He was ready to, he was ready to go all in. So... I admire his effort and everything, but he made the spot hot and, um, she took her condoms, her weed and her orange tweaker van and, uh, hit the old dusty trail. And I never seen Debbie again, but, um, Debbie, thank you. I'll speak for Lewis and Clark. We all thank you. And, um, that's, that's another tell from my past. I hope you guys enjoy it. And um, I'll see you next week for another podcast. Alrighty.